Hey everyone, Rick Versace here, your host of the Wheels Up Business Travel Podcast, as well as Director of Business Development with A1A Airport and Limousine Service. We have a great show for you guys today. In episode two of the Wheels Up Business Travel Podcast, we sit down with Todd Cortez. Todd is the travel manager at CHG Healthcare and president of the GBTA South Florida chapter. Uh, just to give you some context for those of you who aren't familiar with CHG and the industry, they're one of the largest healthcare staffing organizations in the country, and their job is to fill temporary and permanent physicians' openings all over the United States. So, as you can imagine, uh, that results in quite a bit of travel uh, on a daily basis. So, it is Todd and his team's responsibility to ensure that the physicians make it to and from their assignments as easily and as comfortable as possible. And we hear a little bit about the why behind uh, their everyday grind and why it is one of the reasons he loves working within the organization so much. We talked to him about how he got started in the travel industry and how he's grown over the years into his role of managing a team of over 10 direct reports today, as well as what it takes to be the president of a GBTA chapter. Uh, both of which he credits his success directly to the great people that he works with on a day-to-day. Talking with Todd was great because he really has such a passion for what he does and such admiration for CHG as a whole. So I'm excited to share his excitement with all of you. As always, our goal on the Wheels Up Business Travel Podcast is to provide as much helpful and thoughtful info to business travel professionals as possible. Uh, We'll continue to sit down with corporate travel managers, meetings and event professionals, and frequent business travelers themselves to hopefully learn and share stories and insights from all over this amazing industry. Thank you for listening, and please leave us some feedback and rate the podcast. This is extremely important to us, and we would greatly appreciate it if you could go ahead and do that. Also, if you have any questions, comments, want to be a guest on the show, or have some ideas for future topics, feel free to email me at rickjr at a1alimo.com. Again, that is rickjr at a1alimo.com. Thanks again, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. This is Rick Versace here with Todd Cortez from CHG Healthcare. Todd, thanks for joining us today. No, thank you, Rick. Uh, like I, I said, I wanted to just uh, get you on the line and, and talk a little bit about the uh, travel industry and uh, and your career so far and, and just, you know, go through some things that you've uh, seen in the, the travel industry over time and uh, your career as a travel manager. So we'll just dive right into it. So how did you get started in the travel industry? Uh, a long, long time ago, like in a faraway galaxy, probably about 30 years ago, um, I started with renaissance cruises right here in fort lauderdale down at the port in fort everglade and uh i basically started in reservations in a call center um they taught me the cruise industry which i enjoyed immensely so i stayed with renaissance cruises for a few years and then i relocated back up to washington dc and AAA travel hired me into a leisure travel agent role and so they basically taught me the travel agency side of the business. And for AAA travel, was it was it more like cruise bookings? Uh, you said it's leisure travel, so it wasn't uh, wasn't really corporate travel at that point, correct? Um, AAA had both at the time. Um, so I started off booking, you know, cruises and tours, and um, 
and vacation packages uh, for their members. Um, but I did transition into the corporate side of the business there um, where I got to work with doctors and lawyers and, and different uh, businesses that, um, that needed to um, make their companies run um, by traveling, you know, countrywide. And so I did do a little bit of both. Um, and, you know, people always ask, you know, did you have a preference? And, and I really didn't. I love both sides of the business. Um, they're both very, very different sides. Um, yeah. You know, leisure is a lot of shoppers and you have to really take a, more of a consultative uh, sales approach. Um, business travel is, is very black and white. You know, if, if people have to go somewhere for work, um, they have a different set of expectations for their work trip. They want it to be convenient and seamless. And, they, um, and of course, they want to get home to their families as quickly as they possibly can. So, yeah. Um, so it's definitely two very different sides of the business. And, and I feel very fortunate that I've been able to work on both sides. Yeah, it's awesome. It's funny you say that because we actually deal with that quite a bit at A1A Limo. We, we pretty much started off but more as a leisure company, a leisure transportation company. So limos and stuff like that. And then kind of evolved into a corporate company. So we still see both sides, people calling in, asking for a limo for their wedding or for prom. But you have to work with them on price and everything. But the corporate guys, they're just like, I just want to know if my car's going to be there and get from A to B. And so it's much more cut and dry, black and white. They just want to know everything's going to be ready for them. Exactly. Exactly. So you're at AAA. How long were you there for? Oh, I was with AAA for a long time um, in Washington, D.C. And, and also in San Francisco. With AAA, um, after being an agent for many, many years, that's kind of when I moved into leadership and led a team. Um, and I had about 12 agents in San Francisco um, doing both corporate and leisure underneath me. So I worked well with them. It was a very large agency, not as large as the one I'm working for now, which is uh, CHG Healthcare. But we have about the same number of agents. Um, I have five direct reports right now and then probably about six indirect reports. So um, the team is a team of 13 here in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, in Salt Lake City, they have about, that's our headquarters, and they have about uh, 20, 18 to 20 agents um, and managers out in Salt Lake City. And combined between those two offices, um, our spend is, is upwards of $50 million every year. So it's, it's definitely very high volume. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can imagine. And so I'm a little bit familiar with uh, CHG Healthcare and the industry they're in, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what the business is and, and what kind of travel spend you guys are managing? CHG Healthcare has about five subsidiary companies um, and they're healthcare staffing companies. So basically um, it's very much a, a sales environment. Um, we have recruiters, um, you know, making outbound sales calls looking for doctors um, and nurses who are looking for work, whether it's a temporary assignment for 24 hours or whether it's, you know, a year and a half assignment someplace. Um, and we place them all over the country. Typically, um, where we send them is these little teeny um, small towns across America where if we weren't sending a, a, a physician, then they might not otherwise have health care. So um, our, kind of our motto is we're making a difference in the communities 
um, that we serve. And so as we're doing travel for these doctors and nurses, we want to make sure it's seamless for them. We pretty much pay for um, almost everything for them. Um, for the, we pay for the airline tickets. So all they have to do is um, check in online uh, with the confirmation number, or they can go to a kiosk and swipe a credit card, or they can go to the ticket counter and you know, and obtain their boarding pass in that manner. When it comes to picking up the car rental, we place that on our direct bill. And so they basically just show up. And as long as they have a valid driver's license, um, they'll be given the keys to, to get in the car and go. And then when they get to the hotel they're staying at, um, we've also prepaid for that as well, uh, room and tax charges. So they just simply have to have a credit card for incidental, uh, for their own personal incidentals. And so uh, the the... The task is to try to make it as seamless as possible so that they'll arrive refreshed and, and ready to um, save patient lives. So, you know, you can lose sight of, of that if because of the volume that we do, but we try to instill that in all our employees that basically you are making a big difference in every provider that you touch and every provider that you put to work and the, the longer we can keep them satisfied and happy working for us, then hopefully the idea is they'll keep coming back and working for us over and over again. So, so it's a great organization. Uh, you know, it's on the fortune best companies to work for every year, or at least it has been for the last, I want to say nine years. I could be wrong. That's awesome. Don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, great company. Um, I think the people that work here really, or what sets us apart. Um, we're one big happy family and we work very, very hard, but we also have a lot of fun. We celebrate each other's success. And this company is, you know, I've been with this company for 12 years and, and my leader has been with the company for 16 years. And so there's a lot of longevity in, in this role and in this company. Which really says something about the company. Yeah. Excellent. It's a great, great company. You should come work for us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day you guys are right down the street from me. I'm actually, I'm moving away from there now. So I'll be in Boca. So my, my commute's going to be a little too far at this point. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's cool because I feel like your guys, uh, your interaction with the travelers is a little different than a lot of other travel managers in on the corporate side of things. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's the employees traveling that, you know, they're going from, you know, business meeting, business meeting, you know, trying to, the road warriors, if you will. And you guys, you know, one of the main components of it, and if these doctors are going to continue working with CHG is if their travel accommodations and everything are as comfortable and as seamless as possible. So you, you guys are really playing into a, a big bottom line of like their, I guess, client retention, their doctor retention. Exactly. Exactly. Um, when it comes to, these doctors, of course, there's different, um, you know, different um, budgets for different specialties. You know, um, it, when, it, when it comes to us placing a neurosurgeon someplace, um, then, you know, the sky's the limit, whatever they want. Um, and then on the other side of the business are our nurses who, you know, we believe are some of our hardest working um, people out there. Um, yeah, I can imagine. But their budgets are very small. So, um, so it really does, it is dictated by the, the position that they have and the client that we're working with, um, as far as what we can do for them, but we get very, very creative with the billing. And if, if the client won't pay for it, maybe the doctor or the nurse will, will 
pitch in to help pay for it. And if that's not the case, maybe the team will, will take care of some of the charges to kind of get these doctors and nurses what they need when they're traveling. So it's very much a customer service environment. Um, we are here to serve um, our employees, even though they're contracted employees. Um, those are our road, road warriors that are traveling all over the country. Um, but as I said, uh, you know, we feel like we're making a difference, which, which drives our entire business and, um, and it, it drives our employees. You know, we, we truly try to make our employees feel like they are a part of this organization and we believe in work-life balance and we believe that if we can, um, if we can keep our employees happy, then they're going to keep our doctors and nurses happy as well. So, um, so it's just a very well-balanced business and it's definitely driving sales. Um, I think our sales company-wide are, are around $1.6 billion. Uh, oh, not bad. Not, not bad at all. Uh, <laughs> and growing every year. So sometimes, some days it can feel like we can barely type fast enough and keep up. I'm sure. Uh, but other days, you know, it just feels very rewarding when, we, when we're able to satisfy our customers and our clients and our doctors and our nurses and, and our employees. You know, our employees are the, the main focus of this company, which is nice. Yeah, that, that is great because, like you said, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure it's easy to lose focus sometimes when you're in such a big organization. But the fact that you guys has, have such a strong why behind everything that you're doing on the travel side and just in the company in general it definitely, I'm sure it makes it, it much easier for everyone to come to work and, you know, put their best foot forward every day. So that's, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we love coming to work. So, I, I mean, I'm sure you just touched on some of it, but uh, the next question I have for you is what are some of your favorite parts of the job? My favorite part of the job is, um, is leading um, our team, our employees. Um, you know, I feel like the people that I get to lead um, are, a, are an incredible bunch of people. And I really feel, you know, as a leader, you know, you're not so much the worker bee anymore. And so you're a little bit once removed about, you know, the, as far as the front hand touch goes with your, with your customers. But when you're, when you get good feedback on what your employees have done in a particular instance, it just gives you pride and joy that, that your employees are succeeding. Yeah. So you're like a, like a proud dad. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so although the focus is not on you anymore, when you become a leader, it's more about them. Um, but um, as I said, when, when you're in leadership and you're engaging your employees and, and they're happy and they want to come to work and they're making a difference, um, it's really, really rewarding to see them succeed. That's great. Yeah. Uh, how in the twelve years you've been there, how how much have you seen your team grow? You said you're at around twelve people now. Yeah, or just now. Twelve years ago, what was it at? We were we we just hired our thirteenth person for this team. Um, when I started, there were three of us. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so yeah, it seems like we add a person or two every year, um, which yeah. is which is great. Um, every time you add a person, it changes the dynamic a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure. But you know, the more, the merrier at this company, cause, um, the more it's, it's so nice to see a company that's growing as opposed to, you know, contracting, um, to be on the other side of the, 
the fence, that's, that's when things get tough. So uh, we feel very blessed that this company has been growing for the last, as long as I've been here. Um, And as I said, it's, it's just, it's a wonderful company. I can't say enough good things about it because um, they take really good care of us and we have so much fun. We have uh, employee appreciation week every year. We have a United way week where we give back to the communities. Those are some of the, some of our best weeks every year. You have so many great things to say about CHG and your role there and everything, but uh, I want to challenge you. What are some of the most challenging things that you have had to work on uh, over the past couple of years, whether it be, you know, just new things that you've had to implement to your team or, you know, just the travel policies or really, you know, what are, what are some challenging, but I guess, you know, engaging things that you guys have had to, to work on over the past couple of years? Okay. Um, right now we are in the process of switching travel management companies. Um, we had been with Christofferson business travel for many, many, many years, and they were very, very good to us. Um, uh, and as we've grown, um, we've, we've discovered some, some needs or some wants. And so we made some changes and we're, we're in the process of moving over to Carlson Wagonly travel. Um, yeah. so, um, as you know, there's not a lot of new blood in the travel industry. Um, so, um, so a lot of our employees are, are, you know, on the older side or nearing retirement or, um, and so what's, 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 a, what's a challenge for, for that is when we're switching TMCs, we're also switching our, our GDS system. Um, uh, we yeah. Are move, yeah, we're moving from Worldspan to Sabre right now. And so um, we just went through training on the new system, um, one week of training um, with Sabre. And we haven't gone live yet. Um, we have another full day of training with Carlson Wagonly Travel upcoming. And then, um, of course, they're doing testing and building scripts for us. And, um, and so, you know, with any new implementation like this, um, there's going to be some bumps in the road. There's going to be some challenges. You know, we're going to have to work through some issues. And so we're trying to anticipate those and, but also trying not to affect the business in any, any, you know, in any means. Yeah, of um, course. So, so we're doing a lot of testing uh, right now to make sure that everything is going to go exactly as we hope it to, as, as we want it to go. And so, um, so that's a major challenge that we're dealing with right now. On top of that, um, we're also going to change some, some of our processes. Um, in the past, we've, we've mainly been working with internal customers and, um, and satisfying our internal customers' needs um, by dealing with, you know, recruiters and assignment coordinators um, that, that usually are the touch point for the, for the doctors um, for the most part. And so uh, our new process is going to, that we're going to pilot and we're going to see how they like it is we are going to actually be reaching out to the doctors directly and, and trying to um, set up their, their travel arrangements um, to see if, see if the providers like that experience better. Um, and so uh, we'll see how it goes, but you know, that's a big adjustment for the staff um, to make after many years of working for us. So 
we will see how these two things come together at the same time. You know, it, it might end up being a lot. Um, it could slow us down quite a bit. Um, so we're anticipating that. And, and that's why we, hi we hired a, a 13th person for our team. Yeah. Um, but if this pilot is successful, then we might end up having to, um, you know, hire five more. You know, we, we don't know awesome. at, at this point. So if that happens, it'll be the biggest team I've ever, I've ever led. So, um, with the help of others, I have other leaders on my team as well. So we take a kind of a management by committee approach. So we like to keep your, each person's teams on the low side so that you're, so that you're not overwhelmed. Um, so each leader in our company, the intent is for them to have about five direct reports and, uh, so that you can spend time with your, with your employees and get to know them on a personal and professional level and guide them and mentor them and train them and, yeah. and just help them stay engaged. And, and, you know, like we said, keep them wanting to come to work every day. So. Yeah, of course. Otherwise, too, more, too many direct reports and any more than that, then you get bogged down with uh, you don't get to spend the, the quality time to actually know and be able to manage them correctly because you don't, you know, you have too many people to to work with and you, you can't necessarily get to know them and, and know how to motivate them as much, you know? Exactly. Each person likes to be led a different way. If you have a brand new employee, um, they're an enthusiastic beginner and, and somebody who's been here, you know, 14 years as an expert and and they don't need to be led in the same way. So each person likes to be led a different way. And, and each person thinks of work-life balance in a different way. Um, and, you know, millennials, you know, like flexibility and freedom and they want to work remote. And so we're trying to meet the needs of everybody um, as much as we can. And, uh, but I think that, that, again, it all just translates into the success we've been having. Yeah, definitely. So going back to what you're saying before, some people have been there for 12 years, 14 years, changing uh your uh sorry your your trading and travel agent from for the christopherson to cwt that has to be difficult enough but for the people that were on world span for the last 12 years that are having to move over to saber i i can't even imagine that's like that's like speaking english for your your you know for 12 years and then having to learn french is it am i correct and thinking that uh, i mean i've never been on the travel side of that and had to do any you know, coding or anything like that but i've i've seen some of it and it's a different language to me entirely so i can imagine it's got to be very difficult it is a dos based language um and luckily they're they've made improvements and and done some overlays and some of it's point and click now so they've tried to make it easier um Helpful. Which is good. And, and actually the conversion between GDS is the, the, the languages are very similar. So, you know, when you're, when you're doing these kind of conversions, you know what you want the end result to be from what you're trying to do. Um, you just might not know how to get there. So, so our job as their leaders is just to help them get, get the results that they need when they're working on these computers. And so we'll have a go live week and we'll have um, CW personnel in in-house for that week um, so that we can they can just raise their hand if they're having difficulty or raise a flag and and get somebody over there or they can shoot us with a with a nerf gun to get us over there whatever they need um, you know because as I said we got to keep them 
engaged and we got to keep them happy and we got to keep them learning. Um, that's the big thing, you know, in, in life, you want to keep learning in order to keep growing. So yeah. it's kind of one of our values as well, continuous improvement and growth. And, and so, yeah, I think, you know, it is going to be tough for some of the people that have been on it for many years, but, but they'll get it. They'll eventually get it. And we'll look back on this and laugh someday. <laughs> <laughs> That's Just awesome. not right now. <laughs> So the providers setting up the transportation or the travel and everything for the doctors currently, and, and you're planning on just, you know, kind of cutting out the work for them on that end. Um, right now, the recruiters, um, it's a very long process actually, and travel is the really the last piece of the puzzle. Gotcha. Um, when they are searching for these doctors and searching for these jobs to place them together, they have to license them. They have to get them credentialed. They have to make sure that, you know, they don't have a ton of malpractice in their history. And once all those pieces fall together, usually what the recruiters would do would pass them off to, we call them an assignment coordinator, basically an assistant. And the assistant would take care of the details. Um, so whether it was uh, something missing for their license or something missing for their credentialing or setting up their travel, these assistants would would take the lead and, and arrange everything with us. And they would submit a request through us, to us through Salesforce. Um, okay. And so it just comes to us in a queue and we know that we have, you know, a couple hundred doctors waiting on things at any given moment. Um, so we're trying to work those queues as quickly and as efficiently as we possibly can to get the doctors what they need. And, and they're, they're, they're very particular about what they want and what they need. So <laughs> <laughs> there's no shortage of uh special requests uh, that keeps it interesting keeps you on your toes yeah definitely a challenge every day <laughs> that's awesome all right i'm gonna i'm gonna switch gears a little bit here and uh dive into a, a little bit more about the travel industry in general okay uh, so are there any new innovations in the travel industry that you're excited about uh, anything that you'll potentially be able to work with in the, in the future or some things that have already come along that you're already currently working with that you really think are going to improve business travel in general, or just continue to, uh, you know, see, see a lot of changes in the travel industry world. Well, you know, there is, you know, constant change in this industry. So you have to try to keep up with it as best you can. Um, I think some of the things that are coming down the pike um, are unknown um, and can be kind of, you know, frightening for people. I think um, artificial intelligence or AI is, is going to be huge in this industry. And I think it'll be a big disruptor. Um, but with that disruption is going to come innovation and it's going to come um, different opportunities and different, you know, different travel roles. And, yeah. and so, I'm excited to see what that does. I'm hoping to have a robot that might book my travel for me <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, as everybody knows, booking travel is very time consuming and, and it's nice to have, you know, somebody that, that kind of knows your likes and preferences and, and kind of knows what you want when you're traveling. And so I think that is going to be uh, incredible as we move more towards personalization and, and, um, and building the perfect trip, as Concur likes to say. 
Um, and I think blockchain is also going to be a big part of, of, of travel as well. Um, don't ask me about blockchain. I, I can't explain <laughs> to you. I, I've just listened to it a few times. Um, but I think that technology is, is going to change the industry as well. Um, and then lastly, there's a, a lot of talk about um, new distribution capabilities. And so, um, you know, some organizations and companies are, are moving away from using traditional TMCs and, and GDS systems. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that all pans out in the future as well. Yeah, definitely. One of the things, uh, you know, we're, we're really excited about is the, uh, the uh, artificial intelligence and the convergence of voice uh, that's going to be involved with that, uh, you know, between Google Assistant and, in the, you know, I think it's already to the point that you could say Google or, you know, Alexa, book my hotel in New York when I go next week and, and it'll just automatically set you up with the, the hotel that you want based on the preferences that you've already set up. So, I, you know, I'm really excited to see how that whole side of things is going to change when you could just speak directly to a device and it will set up your entire itinerary opposed to having to, you know, log onto a website or go onto your GDS and set up all the, the transport travel and transportation needs that you have. So that's one of the things that we're really excited about moving forward. Yeah, that's going to be incredible. And if you can build that to somebody else, even better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about your involvement of, uh, with GBTA. And so you're, you're currently the president of the South Florida chapter, correct? Correct. And this is my fourth year involved with the organization. Uh, the first year I was a member and the second and third year I was the vice president of meetings, basically sourcing our event space and, and setting that up for the year. And then, and then um, we had a, a president that had to step away. And so um, we were desperately searching for somebody to step up and take on that role. And, and I agreed to, to step up and help out. And, and so it's been an amazing experience. Um, I love the organization and I love the people that I've met through this organization. Um, they inspire me and they motivate me. Um, it's a completely different animal when you're, when you're leading um, volunteers versus leading uh, employees, yeah. you know, em employees show up to get paid. So <laughs> they're going to listen to whatever leader they want, they, that they have. But when you've got volunteers, um, you have to learn uh, different ways of, of working with them and, and getting them engaged and, and keeping them satisfied because they're giving their time, their valuable personal time, uh, to charity basically. And so yeah. um, I'm very, very blessed that I've surrounded myself with um, industry leaders that are on the board with me. Um, they are an incredible bunch of people and they are dedicated and they're, uh, as I said, they're inspiring. And uh, I feel like I've surrounded myself with the best in the business. So I don't have to really know anything <laughs> other than, other than these wonderful ladies and gentlemen that are working with me on the board, um, we each have a specific um, kind of um, committee or um, a different focus. Um, so we have some that work on 
the membership side and try to drive memberships. And then we have um, some a team of two people that are also looking for sponsorships. Um, and then we have people looking for speakers and then we have more people looking for event space. And so it takes every single one of these wonderful volunteers to make this organization run. Um, and it can be very, very nerve wracking because you don't know how it's all going to come together at the last <laughs> minute, but somehow it seems to, to do that. Um, and so what's really nice is just the collaboration, you know, the collaboration of ideas, um, so we all learn from each other and we're, we're all growing with each other. I, I feel like, you know, I never intended to be the president of a professional organization, but, yeah. but it really has turned into a blessing. And, and I'm, I'm thankful for the people that I've, I've been able to work with and get to know and, and spend time with. And, and it really has driven my growth. So if, if you're looking to, to get involved and make a difference in the community, you know, do it with GBTA is what I say. No, I 100% agree. I've, I've been a member for the last three years now, and just the amount of people that I've met and the amount that I've learned about the business travel industry, it's, it, it, it like opened a completely new world to me when I joined GBTA uh, you know, three years ago. So I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Anyone who, who isn't a member who is interested in learning more about it should definitely get involved as, as soon as possible because it's you know, it, like you said, if you're on the committees and if you're on the board and stuff, it is a, a, a lot of um, commitment. But That's a lot of work. Yeah, definitely. But it, there also are, you know, you can just go to the meetings and events that, that come up. What is it? I don't know, once a month or once every other month that uh, there's usually events in like different areas. Yeah, usually um, we, we have about um, six meetings a year on average. And then we have two very large scale events. Uh, one is our annual day of education. And then uh, we also have our gala every year um, and silent auction. And so uh, we raise money for charity and we raise money for our organization so that we can kind of give educational scholarships back to our members. Um, so um, it's very, very rewarding. Uh, there's nothing that makes you feel better than, than giving back to the community. Um, because really, I mean, if you want to be successful in life, uh, the only way to do that is with the help of others. And so um, the more you build that network and, and build that support for others, the more you're going to succeed. Yeah, 100 percent. I was actually at the gala this year and I, I know I saw you there and I, I brought my wife and a funny story. I, the first time I went to the gala. I went by myself because I just assumed it was a, another, you know, business networking sort of event. And I don't usually invite my wife to those types of things. And then I went to the event and, and then people ended up posting pictures of us there. And she was like, what, what is this beautiful event that you're at for the night that it looks like you're at someone's wedding? <laughs> and I'm taking pictures with like other people and their spouses. And she's like, why did I not get an invite to this? So, oh, well, I'm glad she was able to go last year. We enjoyed having her. It was great to meet her. She was very happy. Good. Uh, awesome. So uh, other than, you know, enjoying everything you do at CHG so much and running the uh, South Florida chapter of GBTA, what do you, what else do you, do you do in your spare time? What do you like to do for fun? Um, I have two little dogs that are my pride and joy. Um, <laughs> and so they keep me busy. I ha I like to, I enjoy trail biking. So I try to do that on the weekends as much as possible. Um, I enjoy yoga. 
Um, I go to the movies a lot. Um, so kind of a movie buff. Um, and I eat a lot. You know, I love, <laughs> I love going out to eat and trying new restaurants and I love traveling. And um, so those are some of the things that, that keep me happy and engaged and well-rounded. And, and uh, it really kind of drives my, my outlook on life because I consider every day as a blessing. Um, and so I hope that translates into the people that, that I come into contact with. And, um, and so those are some of the things that I enjoy doing. And so I try to do them as much as possible. So being in the travel industry and one of the things you love to do is travel, where is your favorite place to go? What is, what is like your, your go-to travel destination? Oh, I wish I could say I have one favorite. It is one of the hardest questions. I have places that I still want to go that I haven't been to yet. Um, and then I have wonderful places that I've, I've been to in the past. Um, I think anywhere in Western Europe is incredible. Um, yeah. So I have traveled pretty extensively um, in that area, um, but there's still more to see. I want to go see Cinque Terre and, and, um, and, you know, I've got a, a whole bucket list of places I want to see around the world before, before I expire. But, um, I do love Paris a lot. Um, but I would say I've probably traveled in Italy and Spain more, more than France. Um, yeah. probably maybe because of the language barrier. I don't know. Um, but I would like to see more of France. Um, and so those are just some of the places that I love. Yeah, I've I've been over there uh, a handful of times, and it, it is beautiful. It's it's unreal, and I agree. I I've been to Paris, and I loved Paris, but I haven't really been anywhere else in France. But it, it's funny in Italy. I, I don't know if there's just more. I don't want to call them tourism cities, but there's there's more destinations that you think of in Italy, like you know Venice and Rome and Florence, and uh, typically a lot of people just think of going to France and they go to Paris, sort of thing. So I agree exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to adopt your, your goal of going to more places in France next time I, I go abroad. Fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. And just, uh, we're getting, you know, towards the end of uh, our conversation here to, to round it out, I mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, get something, get a little tidbit, a, a golden nugget that anyone else that's listening, that's in the travel industry, that's hoping to advance their career or maybe has been in the travel industry for a while and in, in a similar position to you, uh, something, a little, you know, tip that they can take away with them that, you know, you would say has been your secret to success over the years. Uh, you know, what, what is your, your, your golden nugget that uh, you could give people? You know, I wish I knew what, what made me successful. <laughs> I think a lot of failures end up making you successful. So I think I've had plenty of those in my, in my career. Um, but, um, and I, I like to tease everybody. I said, if you're just now getting into this industry, make sure you're a glutton for punishment. Um, just, <laughs> just because the change comes fast, it comes hard and people's expectations are hard to meet in some cases. Um, but, um, you know, really what it boils down to is, perseverance. And, um, and I think in this day and age, uh, the only way to be successful is, is through teamwork. Um, and so if you generally like people and you like helping people and you like serving people, um, then that is 
ideally what all organizations want. They want people that can work well in a team environment. So because, you know, we're greater as a whole than we are as an individual. So um, if there's one thing I could impart on anybody new in the industry is just focus on teamwork. I think my focus on teamwork has, has kept me from being laid off. I've never been laid off um, in, in any job. Um, so, um, so I think that's a big reason for my success. That's awesome. Thank All you. All right. And then one last question before I let you go, uh, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. Um, I am on Twitter, but I'm not very active on Twitter. So you can find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Um, if you're, um, I'm also here at CHG, um, you know, 40 hours a week. Um, and you can usually find me at the IPIC theater in Boca. So, uh, <laughs> if you want to come up there and catch a movie or have a, have a meal or a drink, just meet me up there. <laughs> I might take you up on that. Did you see solo yet? Yes, I saw solo. Oh man, you're killing me. I'm, I'm still waiting to go see it. Ah, uh, you'll love it. It's good. <laughs> All right, Todd. Well, <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, I appreciate you uh, jumping on with me today. And uh, I look forward to, oh, I forgot to even mention, you're, you said you are going to San Diego for uh, GBTA convention, correct? Yes, I will be there in August. Right, look forward friend. to seeing you. I will see you there. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right, my friend. Have a good one. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you were able to get a ton of value out of Todd's talk today. I know I did. Uh, I know I mentioned it coming into the show, but I'll say it again. If you guys could please leave us a rating and some feedback, that would be tremendously helpful. Uh, if you want to reach out for any reason, uh, my email is rickjr at a1alimo.com. Again, that's rickjr at a1alimo.com. And I'll go ahead and put it in the show notes as well so that you can access it easily. And uh, I'm also going to share a link to Todd's LinkedIn. So if you want to reach out to him for any reason, uh, you can go ahead and find it right there. All right. Thanks again. And I'll catch you next time on the Wheels Up Business Travel Podcast.